you are listening to TKO on CFI Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. And as a matter of fact, some other sports, too, as you will see today on the show. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So what is happening with all of you guys out there, man? As always, I'm just so happy to be here in the studio with y'all because uh, I feel like I said it every time, but this week I really do mean it from the bottom of my heart because there's so many things, and I mean so many things, are happening in the world of combat sports right now. But not only that, like I said, there's just so much happening in the world of sports in general right now because, okay, right now it is June 6th, so... It is 6 6, right? 6 6, 2019. And when I say the six, I want to give, give a big shout out to the six because of the Toronto Raptors, man. Because we're killing it this season, man. And we won game three last night. So we're ahead of the Golden State Warriors two to one. And we only have one more game to win to win this whole NBA final thing, man. And oh, man, I'm just so excited for the Raptors because this is I know like you guys already know, probably. But this is a very historic moment because if the Raptors win, it will be the first time ever that first of all a non-american team would would be winning the nba finals and the first time ever in the history of the raptors um, team that the raptors has first of all advanced to the nba finals and will be winning the whole nba finals and canada will be crowned for the first time ever in the history of all nba and uh, man, my heart is beating so fast right now. And uh, I'm sure if you're listening to this right now uh, from Canada, you probably did catch up with the game last night. And it was a phenomenal game, even though it was not a home game. And it was the first time that the Toronto Raptors were traveling all the way to Oakland, California to fight at the at the Golden State Warrior uh, Warriors um, home arena. And a lot of people were doubting the Raptors because of the fact that the Raptors lost game two and it was just a slip. It was just a tiny slip and they definitely did bounce back, man, because the way they started the game, first of all, last night, game three, it was it was pretty interesting because they wanted to uh, keep ahead in the game so that the Golden State Warriors won't even have the chance to catch up with them at all. And that was a great strategy because this is where I think they went wrong in game two because when we were playing playing in Toronto for game two, they were doing pretty, pretty, pretty um, um, okay because they were leading by eight or ten points uh, for the first two quarters. And then after the halftime, I don't know what happened, but the Golden State Warriors, they were able to catch up and, and even go further than the Toronto Raptors. And um, unfortunately, they won. The Golden State Warriors won game two. So I feel like the Raptors did learn their lesson from game two, from the loss that they um unfortunately got from game two but they definitely redeemed themselves in this past game in game three and it was great it was so nice to watch because the way the players were positioned in the field and 
the the players that were brought in first of all shout out to Pascal shout out to Van Vliet shout out to uh, of course Kawhi Leonard oh shout out to all of them like regardless of how many shout outs I give I feel like I should give a big shout out to the whole team because I feel like actually the Toronto Raptors has a big advantage over the Golden State Warriors and that is the fact that I feel like all players on the team are so good almost all players in the Toronto Raptors are at at a level as say Steph Curry because I know the Golden State Warriors have been um, winning the NBA Finals for I think two or three years but like I said the thing with the Raptors is all players are just so good and not saying that the Golden State Warriors are bad they're not they do have their own key player key players but if those players are out like we saw in uh, for example game one and last night in game three when some of their key players are out they can't really perform that well and that is exactly what happened when they lost the past two games and um like i said the raptors is just doing so well right now and like (laughs) uh uh, i I don't know man Uh, it's just so great to see them perform this well because i remember watching the raptors last year i think and um there were they were there but they they still had a little bit of room to improve and they definitely did improve this season and they're doing phenomenal so i really really hope i sent all of my prayers to the raptors to win the game tomorrow night so that they are finally crowned as the nba final champions man and it is great it is going to be a great game tomorrow night and I, I, I want you guys to send all of your uh, nice thoughts and prayers to the Raptors so that we win tomorrow night because it will be a very I- iconic moment in the history of all NBA. So shout out to the Raptors, man. You. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Shout out to the Raptors and everybody on the team and shout out to the coach, man. It's great. So that is what is happening in terms of non-combat sports um, sports in the world of, uh, in the world of sports. You know what I mean? But in the world of combat sports itself, we also have a lot happening. We have a lot on our plate right now. If you did catch up with your boxing over this past weekend, uh, (laughs) things were pretty dramatic in the world of boxing because as you might remember, this past week, we broke down the fight that was supposed to happen between Anthony Joshua (laughs) and Andy Ruiz Jr., now, Anthony Joshua, we said, uh, was the IBF, IBO, WBF, and WBO heavyweight champion of the world. And he was going to be challenged by the, the title challenger, Andy Ruiz Jr. And we broke down the fight. We said it'll probably be like a regular fight for Anthony Joshua. And that, it, you know, it, 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 we're going to be lucky if we actually get to see the fight last a few rounds because we all predicted that Anthony Joshua was going to win through a knockout or, or something um, drastic so that Andy Ruiz couldn't really proceed in the fight and couldn't really score much in the fight. So that's what we all thought, right? But I will tell you exactly what happened after <laughs> after this, okay? So... TKO. Yes, TKO. I totally forgot about my show tag, my, my favorite show tag. Anyway, so like I was saying, uh, <laughs> that's all we thought was going to happen uh, on Fight Night against Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz Jr. But when the fight started, first of all, things looked a bit fishy and sus. And I will tell you why. Because 
first of all, this was the first time that Anthony Joshua was uh, fighting anywhere other than the UK. So this first time fighting in the US. And of course, it wasn't like this small arena that he was fighting at. He was fighting at Madison Square Garden. So the pressure was on. And uh, the pressure was so much on him that even the people that I know don't ever watch boxing, like some celebrities that don't ever watch boxing, even they were um, advocating for this fight before it happened. We're like, yes, um, we're going to be seeing another heavyweight championship fight in Madison Square Garden. So, you know, it's going to be pretty interesting to watch and all that. So I feel like all the pressure in the world was actually on Anthony Joshua as the uh, as the four uh, uh, organization um, heavyweight champion. So, like I said, things were were not quite the same for Anthony Joshua when he walked out um, into the ring in Madison Square Garden on Saturday nights. First of all, so obviously Andy Ruiz Jr. was the big underdog. He walks out first into the arena. And I think it took Anthony Joshua about five full minutes to come out of his dressing room and walk into the ring and I don't think he even walked out to a song so that was that was kind of like like at least if you if you can play a certain song for for a fighter at least just play a generic song that will hype up the fighter but I don't think they even played any song for Anthony Joshua I mean he's a champion man like how do you not hype him up like you're supposed to say hey this is our, our uh, poster boy whatever this is a champion. You guys should all bet on him, whatever. So you have to uh, market him well. Even if he's just about to fight in the ring, you still have to do that for him. And I know this is not uh, like his home crowd. He's not fighting in the UK, not necessarily fighting in the UK. He's fighting in the US and people might not really know him, but you still have to do that. So I was kind of a, a, a bit disappointed and that's where I started feeling like something was off right so anthony joshua walks out he looks uh, he looks he's trying to maintain his calm and um, coolness but it, it's just not the same like when you're the champion you have to look hyped up and i understand like he might have been a bit nervous like i said because it was his first time ever like fighting in madison square garden and this is such a historic arena like we have muhammad ali fighting in there and all the other um, legendary heavyweight fighters fighting in Madison Square Garden. So it, it, it must have been very, a, a very emotional feeling walking into the arena like that. But still, like you're the four uh, organization heavyweight champion of the world. You have four different heavyweight belts, man. You have to be more confident than that. And I feel like the way he walked out, it was as if he was walking out to an amateur fight. So that, like I said, it was a bit sus for me. So he walks out anyway, and um, the fight starts. He's not, he's fighting a bit comfortable. Anthony Joshua is fighting a bit comfortable in the fight. He doesn't really have his hands up. He's not really having a good guard, especially when Andy Ruiz Jr. is shooting shots towards him. He's not really defending them well. And it's as if he's just in there to, to just spar with Andy Ruiz Jr. Well, in reality, like, come on, man. This is a championship fight. You have to take your thing seriously, okay? So he wasn't quite performing the same way that, it, that we're used to seeing him fight in the UK. Anyway, so the fight proceeds, and um, Joshua, like I said, is not really fighting the same. 
but he he finally manages to score a, a knockdown on um, Andy Ruiz Jr. So Andy Ruiz goes down and all the people are like, oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, this is what we expected. Right. And um, people uh, prepared to get up and, um, you know, go because they think the fight will be over soon and that Anthony Joshua will be knocking out Andy Ruiz Jr. completely in a, in a matter of a few seconds. That's what all of us thought. Right. But the thing that happened was Andy Ruiz got back. He, he tells the referee that he's okay. And the next thing you know, within a matter of, I think, 20 seconds or less, it is Andy Ruiz Jr. who knocks down a- Anthony Joshua. And I don't think Anthony Joshua was expecting that. So when he did get knocked down by Andy Ruiz Jr., he got a bit shocked. And he, like I said, he wasn't really expecting that. And this was, uh, mind you, this was the second time ever in his professional career that he was being knocked down by a fighter, someone other than the the legendary Vladimir Klitschko, who Anthony Joshua fought in uh, 2017, okay? So if I were Anthony Joshua too, and I was fighting someone who I I, I thought I was totally going to win over and um, I, I got knocked down by him, well, obviously I'll be shocked too. But you would think that when you get knocked down like that, you have to get your stuff together. You have to get your, your whole uh, in, in, like entity together so that you charge towards your opponent and try to finish him as soon as possible. Because when, when he is able to knock you down like that, that means that he's able to knock you out like that. So if I were Anthony Joshua, I would do that. And I would just try to, you know, like I said, uh, at least be a bit more cautious defensively, not really get too close to Andy Ruiz Jr., especially because Andy Ruiz Jr., one of his keys to success is that he's a short guy, but he delivers a lot of power. So one thing that you do need to avoid fighting him is that you need to keep out. You should you should never get close to someone like Andy Ruiz Jr. You should never close a distance with them because, like I said, he's kind of short. And so when he wants to throw shots, he can effectively, very effectively throw them at a short distance. But he obviously can really touch you with his shots if you're standing at a distance. But unfortunately, what Anthony Joshua did, which wasn't really logical, and I think not even an amateur fighter would even make a mistake like that, was that he actually did the exact opposite thing. He did the thing that he was not supposed to do, and that was... The fact that he closed the distance with Andy Ruiz Jr. He closed the distance with the shorter fighter, with the shorter and more powerful fighter. And he like that was his. Oh, man, it was so disappointing to watch because, like I said, you're not supposed to do that. And even if you if you ask someone who's not even experienced in boxing, if you ask them what they shouldn't do. They will tell you, listen, if you if you see someone knock you knock you down like that, you shouldn't do that. Like you shouldn't close the distance with them like that. Anyway, long story short, and that's what Anthony Joshua does. He gets close to Andy Ruiz Jr. And so he's eating, absorbing all the shots that he can from Andy Ruiz Jr. And you keep wondering why Anthony Joshua is behaving like that in in such an important fight because yes if he if he fought carefully if he fought smart he could have easily turned this fight around yes you were knocked down in that in that one second by Andy Ruiz Jr but that it's not the end of the world you can easily he could have easily picked himself up turned things around in favor of himself 
and easily defeated Andy Ruiz Jr. However, he does the exact opposite thing. And so what happens is he gets, uh, okay, I don't want to explain the fight in full detail, like round by round. I'm just going to tell you what happens. So the same knockdown situation happens for um, three or four times. And Joshua, like when you when you look at his face, yes, he might be fighting Andy Ruiz Jr., but it feels like his mentality isn't there anymore. When you, you There's just something about a fighter when they lose interest in a fight, you can tell from the way they're looking, say, it, when they go to the corner, when they're looking at their uh, uh, their coaches and their cornermen, you can just tell, you can just tell deep in, within their eyes, they're not mentally invested in the fight anymore. That is exactly what happened with Anthony Joshua. He, he wasn't there. Mentally, he wasn't there. It was just his body just trying to carry out the fight, but his mind was not there at all. And so, like we all saw happen on fight nights, Andy Ruiz Jr., he knocked him down so many times, and um, uh, he goes to his corner. Anthony Joshua goes to his corner, and the referee says, hey, do you think you're able to box anymore? And Anthony Joshua, I don't think he understood the referee properly. He just gave a um, really faint nod, but the referee thought that, oh, he's not there anymore. He for sure, it was confirmed for the referee that he can't really mentally fight anymore. So the referee stopped the fight and Anthony, just like that, as easy as that, Anthony Joshua lost all of his belts. And it was so disappointing to watch because as a fan, you can't, like you keep wondering, man, this is ruined for me now because we, as the fans, we were so, um, interested in watching a fight between Anthony Joshua as should I say the former champion so a fight a potential fight between him and the current WBC champion Deontay Wilder so that all of the heavyweight uh, belts would be unified by a unified and um, undisputed champion but unfortunately we can't really see that right now or even if we do see that fight in the near future it will almost be spoiled for us because we know that Anthony Joshua, like he's been exposed as a fighter. And don't get me wrong, I I love Anthony Joshua as a fighter, and I I I was actually very very disappointed on fight night when that actually happened to him. But it just it's just not going to be the same anymore. Even if Anthony Joshua gets to fight someone else, like the lineal um, champion heavyweight champion Tyson Fury, it just won't be the same. And I'm really sad that we got to witness that. But unfortunately, it is what it is. And now we have a new heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, the first ever Mexican heavyweight champion of the world, actually, Andy Ruiz Jr. And th listen, this is why I love the sport. Although I was so disappointed with Anthony Joshua's performance, this is uh, the truth about our sport, about all combat sports, I feel like. Because all you, can, you can do all the... Um, uh, logic, uh, like do all the calculation of, of logic and statistics of certain fighters before the fight, make predictions, even do bettings on your on uh, whatever fighter, depending on their previous record and how you think they will come into the fight. But you actually never know how a certain fight will turn out because it will all depend on the mentality of the fighter that will come into the ring and fight their opponent. Now, regarding why Anthony Joshua performed the way he did on fight nights, there's been many, many rumors circulating around, including rumors of a potential, an alleged 
panic attack before Anthony Joshua walked out into the ring because like I said it took him about five minutes to to walk out after Andy Ruiz Jr. and everybody was just wondering where is Anthony Joshua so people are saying that he might have had a panic attack before the fight but I don't really understand that because I mean he, he at the time he was the heavyweight champion of the world so he had everything in, av- in advantage of him and he was a favorite so I don't really understand that theory and there was this other theory that Anthony Joshua prior to the fight he was sparring with a partner and he got knocked out in sparring and apparently Anthony Joshua's father told him to to withdraw from this fight and not really go into the fight because it could have been dangerous but Eddie Hearn Anthony Joshua's promoter insisted that um, he would go into the fight and um, still fight Andrew Ruiz Jr. And um, uh, the the thing that supports this theory is that after um, the the decision is announced, Anthony Joshua's father gets into an argument with Eddie Hearn um, right in the ring because everybody's in the ring. And um, apparently Anthony Joshua's dad is arguing with Eddie Hearn saying that, oh, it's your fault that this happened, blah, blah, blah. But again, listen, these are all rumors. These are all theories. And we don't really know why it happened. We just know that it, 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 it did happen. And it's okay because it is what it is. It's just sports. This is the reality of sports. There's wins and losses. It's okay. It all depends on how Anthony Joshua makes his comeback now. Because yes, you could you could win and you could lose. But it's all about how you make that comeback and how you bounce back into that um, a grind that you were on previously. So yeah, man, that is uh, what happened over this past weekend. And I can't believe how long I talked about that because today I really also wanted to break down the next UFC pay-per-view card that is happening this upcoming Saturday, which is UFC 238, y'all. And um, this is a very exciting uh, fight card because it's um, stacked, man, stacked with so many great fights, uh, starting from the main event of the evening. I'm not sure if I can thoroughly break down these fights for you guys, but uh, let's see how much time we're going to be left with by the end of the show. So the main event of UFC 238 is going to be a great bantamweight ch- uh, fight for the for the bantamweight championship belt between the flyweight champion at the UFC, Henry Cejudo, and the top contender in the uh, bantamweight division, Marlon Morales, excuse me, I always mess up his name for some reason, but Marlon Morales and Henry Cejudo are going to be fighting for this um, bantamweight championship belt that is um, vacant right now, because you guys probably remember uh, what happened with the former champion um, at the bantamweight division, because TJ Dillashaw, he was the champion for the longest time, and things went down with him, unfortunately, he tested positive for EPOs, and um, he was, as a matter of fact, he was stripped from his title, from his bantamweight title, and now the belt is vacant. It is up for grabs between Henry Cejudo and Marlon Morales. Marlon Mora- Morales, excuse me, he is a very phenomenal mixed martial artist because he has the striking, he has the takedowns, and he has the jiu-jitsu, okay? So he has everything that he would need in a mixed martial arts fight to win this belt. 
But he's going to be fighting off against the flyweight champion at the UFC, Henry Cejudo, who is who actually has to gain weight about ten more pounds to to get to this bantamweight division and fight for the belt. So Henry Cejudo, he he even um, uh, wrestled in the Olympics for Team USA, and that's how good of a wrestler he is. But not only that, his his striking as well. He's a very fast puncher, and um, if you're caught off guard, then uh, rest in peace to you, man, because that's how fast. And and although he fights at a lower weight division, that's how fast and effective Henry Cejudo's strikes usually are. So this fight, because of that matter, it is a very entertaining fight to watch. And I will definitely recommend all of you guys to catch up with this fight because it's going to be really interesting to see. And it, it, when you, I, I guarantee you, when you do watch this fight on Saturday nights, it will look like you put the fight on fast forward because that's how fast, I bet you, the fight is going to proceed because that's usually how things go when you watch a lighter weight division fight, especially in the UFC. So this fight is going to be really, really exciting. Now moving on to our co-main event of the evening. Shout out to our um, uh, flyweight uh, ladies here in the UFC. So we're going to be having the current women's flyweight, flyweight champion at the UFC, Valentina Shevchenko, defending her belt against the top contender, one of the best grinders in this um, women's flyweight division, Jessica Evil Eye. Now, Jessica Evil Eye, she's obviously had her own ups and downs, but right now, Obviously, she's been on a rise, and it will be a very big mistake for Valentina Shevchenko to underestimate the power and um, skill of Jessica Evoli. And if she does do that, then it's going to be another situation of that Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz fight. And really don't want to see that anymore. Please, champions, please do not underestimate your opponents. Please just fight with so much seriousness. Take your opponents seriously. Because if you do, then obviously you're going to retain your title. Yes, as a matter of fact. So moving on to the third last fight of the evening. I'm really excited for this bout because I, I wish this was actually the, the main event of the evening. Because this is going to be a really interesting lightweight bout between the former, should I say, uh, lightweight interim champion of the world, Tony Ferguson. He is back, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to be fighting off against the one and only Donald Cowboy Cerrone. So, you already know how violent, how bloody, how gruesome this fight is going to be. And I don't want to say any anything else about this. You just have to wait and see how it's going to turn out because I love both of these guys. Both guys are just so talented. You never really know what's, what's going to happen with Tony Ferguson because of how unorthodox and creative he is in his fights. And with Cowboy, man, Cowboy, woo, you never really know what he's going to pull out of his pocket. So because of that, I would definitely recommend all, all of you guys. So catch up with this fight, this Tony Ferguson and Donald Cowboy Cerrone fight. It's going to be lit. And oh, no. I just looked at the clock. We're running out of time. But also, I just want to put this out there. So also on Saturday nights, we're going to be having a uh, middleweight championship belt uh, fight. Uh, actually, no, I don't think it's championship because we're going to be having a great fight between the former middleweight champion of the world, 
Gennady Golovkin is back, ladies and gentlemen, after his loss against Canelo Alvarez. So we're going to be having Triple G fighting off against Canada's very own Steven Rolls, man. And Steven Rolls, I didn't know. He's actually from Hamilton. So shout out to him. And um, if Steven Rolls <laughs> manages to get this win against Triple G, man, Canadian sports is going to be at an all-time prime, especially with the Raptors doing so well right now. So if Steven Rolls even wins... I'm not I'm I'm not gonna be mad at all. But again, I love Triple G. So I wish both of these guys a lot of luck in this fight and it's gonna be one great fight to watch. And with that, unfortunately, that is all the time we're gonna have for this week, fam. You guys make sure you watch all the fights that are happening <laughs> this upcoming weekend and also make sure you catch up with game four of the Raptors versus the Golden State Warriors tomorrow night. Hopefully we're gonna get this. W for Canada, man. We the North once again. So yes, uh, in case you're interested in catching up with our previous episodes, make sure you go to cfru.ca. Also know that you can go to SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl Jenna right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.